Welcome to the First Team College Football Recruiting Show with former NFL QB Matt Sims, Irish Breakdown Recruiting Analyst Ryan Roberts, and former college long snapper Joe DeLeon. We're back here on the First Team College Football Recruiting Show. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by former NFL QB Matt Sims and Irish Breakdown Recruiting Analyst Ryan Roberts. We're moving on to one of our last position groups that we're going to be discussing for the 2023 class of recruits this year, that being the safeties. If you missed any of the other position groups that we discussed, make sure you go back and you check them out because there's a lot of great analysis that we've done so far. We've got four very fun safeties we're going to be talking about today. Those four being Caleb Downs, Tony Mitchell, Peyton Bowen, and King Mack. Guys, this grouping, very, very fun. Ryan even said beforehand that this is a very talented overall safety class that we've got this year for 2023. As we always do when we start off the show, I love to open things up with talking about the philosophy of what we're looking for with these safeties. It's very different with corners. And one of the things that's kind of notorious, and anyone who checks out the, the draft show that Ryan and I do t- together, we talk about a lot how some, some corners in college are going to translate better to safety in the NFL, maybe because of flexibility, maybe because of size, maybe because of length. Things are different when it comes to recruits. Ryan, I want to kick it to you first here. What do you think some of the things that you look for for the top safeties and the guys that you think have a lot of potential at the next level? Well, I mean, if you listen to our cornerback show, one thing that is similar between corners and safeties is I always value guys that can do more, right? I mean, in the NFL today – and college football, it's also trickling down. There's so much more too high shells now where you're going to ask safeties to rotate and do a lot of different things. I mean, guys are going to come down, play in the box, play short zone, hook curl, all those good things, play some man-to-man coverage at times as well. And then you're going to get rotate to the middle of the field where you're going to have to be that single high type of dude who can make some plays working from depth. So anytime that you have guys that can do more, at a higher level and and make a bigger impact. That's always going to be more valuable to me personally. But the thing I love about safety in today's game, Joe, is that football is so predicated on creating mismatches now that the safety position has come very compartmentalized. There's guys that do one thing extremely well, and they have a role on a defense, right? So you can find roles for different players. I mean, you're seeing a lot of – safeties that are more nickel types in in the game today so finding the compartmentalized roles is very important but for separating the good safeties from the great safeties or the great safeties from the elite safeties for me it's about how many different ways can you impact the game the more you can do the more valuable you are to me yeah absolutely and i think to add to that really just one of the main things to keep in mind is just the versatility at that position you know the ability to play in man coverage against a tight end against a running back um the ability to play in zone the ability to communicate too when you're in that back end is highly important right for those guys you know we talked about the middle linebackers being the quarterback you know for the defense those safeties have to be the core uh, the quarterbacks, excuse me, for that secondary when they're communicating, when there's shifts, when there's motion. So football IQ is definitely a huge, important factor at that position, being able to di- dissect football plays when we talk about guys like Ed Reed and how they played the game. Um, you know, so that's important. The ability to cover ground is always a big deal, too. And unlike with corners, when we're talking about safeties, 
you have to be a really good tackler at the safety position because you are the last line of defense. Corners, we understand they can make business decisions, but at the same time, safeties, they're in there on four down territory all the time. They're in there on goal line. They're in there in short yardage, so they have to be involved in physical as well. Yeah, and I think range is a great note too, Matt, mm-hmm. because range we're going to see – we're going right. to talk about it a lot today, right? But it's Definitely. also – People need to understand that range means different things for different styles, right? There's some players on this list that are just super fast in a straight line and flexible players, so they create range. But a Kyle Hamilton, for instance, that came out of Notre Dame last year in the NFL draft, he was a rangy player, but his range was much different than like a Peyton Bowens is going to be, for instance, right? Kyle Hamilton was more length, long strides, explosiveness. Some guys create range and physicality in different ways. And I think that's why I'm excited about this show in particular because we have so many different size profiles on today's show, so many different styles and so many more ways that people can win, but it win in different ways, which I think makes it right. fascinating for how you watch safeties today. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think safety too, <clears throat> excuse me, I think safety too is a position where you just hit it on on, on the head there, Ryan, that you can have so many different size profiles. I think every other position group, it, it, you're kind of pigeonholed to having a, a, a guy fit a specific size that you need him to be. Tackles need to be a certain size. Guards need to be a certain size. Defensive ends, defensive tackles. But with safeties, you can guy, have a guy who's six foot three, and he might be more of a box player. You can have a guy who's five foot nine, which we've got a guy on this list today that's going to be a, you know a little bit more rangy. He's going to be playing more in space. He might be covering guys near the line of scrimmage. So many different usages for these safeties, and we're going to be talking about a lot of different guys on today's show. I want to kick it off with our first player who's the number one safety in the class, Caleb Downs, per 247 Sports. He's that number one guy from Mill Creek in Hodgson, Georgia, six foot, 195, currently committed to Alabama. I know that is a shocker that a top safety is committed to Alabama, five-star recruit. A couple fun tidbits on him. He's got a, a lineage of NFL and, and connections to uh, the college game as well as his dad was a third-round pick as a running back, Gary Downs, out of NC State. And his brother is a top receiver this year in this year's NFL draft, Josh Downs at North Carolina. Yeah, If you haven't watched Josh Downs, you're missing out because he is a very talented player. big reason why Drake May has played so well this year is because of how good he is. But continuing on with Downs here, 14 picks over three seasons. That's a pretty good descriptor of how good of a player he is, how good his uh, his instincts are, his ball skills. Matt, I want to kick it to you first for today's show. When you were watching Downs, what are some of the things that you noticed that you really liked? Well, it's something that we've discussed multiple times when we talked about these high-level recruits, a lot of these four- and five-star guys, right? He's just a football player. You know, and I think the thing that jumps off to you immediately, right, is just his ability. Special teams, punt returner. He played running back. He played receiver. He played a little quarterback, you know, and like that wildcat type of formation stuff. So his versatility and his athleticism is definitely something that is on that upper echelon of just elite status that you're looking for as a football player. So Alabama is getting a guy that has a high football IQ. 
absolutely that lineage of again like we discussed with many players throughout this you know process who have been around a football family he's around a lot of people that have done it have done it well at a high level and you know for a fact that like their thanksgiving when they're watching football games you know is different than you know your average joe's no offense joe it's just your <laughs> name but just your average joe's thanksgiving watching football right so the football iq was definitely high right Tracks and catches the football extremely well. That's why he has those interceptions. The thing that I always really, you know, need to see from the the safety position is just that fearlessness, that ability to tackle, right, and just strike somebody. And he absolutely displays that on multiple times. And, And the one thing that I think is really jumps off to me that maybe, I don't know if you guys caught it, he takes the most, like, amazing angles to every tackle on the field. And that's to me like that is a football awareness and an IQ that is not taught. That is just him naturally knowing that here goes the guy running. I got to run at a 45 degree angle. You know, all of us have to do the math equations for him. He doesn't do it. He just turns and runs and he knows exactly where to be and cut off that angle. So those are the things that that really excite me. And then again, the ability to play potentially in the box and at the free position, I think, is, is another bonus for Alabama going forward. Look, I, Matt, Matt, I think that there's cliches that are always thrown out because you right. – Obviously, your dad was an NFL player for a long time, very successful. Your brother was a quarterback as well at a high level. So there's a cliche that gets thrown out. Like when you're a part of a football family like that, like, oh, coach's kid, right? He knows what's going on. But that really is what's happening with Caleb Downs when you watch right. it, man. He, I mean, he is – and because I love that you talked about the angles, the pursuit that he takes in, in this – in space, the the – the just the smoothness that he has getting in and out of his pedal, totally. turning his hips. He is a player that has you can tell has been around a lot of football, has been talking to a lot of football guys and understands the game so superbly. And when you add that to the fact that he's also a really good athlete, right? And a really physical athlete. Yeah. There's there's really no holes in his game that you can look at and say, like, you know, of course, he's a high school kid. Things can improve on multiple levels. But when you take a look at a guy again in a in a modern game that wants to play so much too high and ask guys to do so many different things, I look up Caleb Downs and say, "Hey, you want to play him single high? Good. You want to play him in the box? Fantastic. You want to play him in some man-to-man coverage? Perfect. He can do everything that you need on the football field." And I would argue, Joe, I know we talked about this a ton, right? Safeties has been a slightly devalued position over the last mm-hmm. few years, right? But this kid might be pound for pound the best football player in the 2023 recruiting class, in my opinion. I think he's that special, man. There is just no real hole in Caleb Downs. He's, he's, he's got the athleticism that his family is obviously has. He's a really smart kid, physical. He can do anything he wants on a football field. And I'm excited to see him at the next level. I mean, Nick Saban getting a kid like this, like what else is new at this point, right? He's that type of football player. But I'm excited about Caleb Downs. I think he is a – fantastic player that is going to do tremendous things on the college level. And I think you're absolutely right, Ryan. I think that match of him and Nick Saban with that high football IQ, the education aspect of it going forward with Saban, with that defense. And you know, to Alabama, just with the changing of the way the SEC is being played now, that there probably is another refocus of like, all right, we need to batten down the hatches on the defensive side of the football again like how we won all of our games that made us who we are to this point. You know, they kind of fell in love with the, well, we'll just score more than everybody. You know, now I feel like 
it's going to be kind of reverting back to getting more guys like Caleb Downs, getting more guys like that Fitzpatrick type of safety in that secondary that does a little bit of everything and makes game-changing plays for their program. Right, that's a really good point. And where I wanted to take this next is that I, I, I joked at the beginning of talking about Downs that like, oh, shocking that the the top recruit that plays safety is going to Alabama. And I think back to, I think it currently this class, Jordan Battle is a fantastic player. I think back to guys like Xavier McKinney, Landon Collins. We can sit here and list as many safeties as we can that are top right. players in the NFL. And most of them came from Alabama because of that lineage. And it comes from the fact that Nick Saban is a, a former DB coach. We know how much he values that position. And I would argue having a good safety, even though it's been devalued, Having good safeties is a, is a really underrated key to having good defenses, especially in college, totally. because there's a lot of guys that do lack those instincts that Downs does bring to the table. So on that note, um, Matt, you kind of talked about this, but like, Ryan, I want to get your thoughts as well. Like, what do we how do we think he could be utilized for Alabama, knowing the way that some of these guys very differently have been used over the past couple of years before they they headed to the NFL? Well, I, th I think the rare thing about Caleb Downs is I don't think that there's a absolute answer to that, right, Joe? Like I said, I think that he can be used in a multitude of ways, but I think the impact more than anything that a Caleb Downs can have is that in order for a team to be aggressive up front and be more aggressive in in you know just in the front seven of a defense, that usually is a big indicator of how good you are in the secondary, right? Because you have guys that can make up for mistakes and allow defense to be a little bit more aggressive. And I think that Caleb Downs could be a, a racer of mistakes on the next level. You know, he could be a guy that, oh man, or, you know, the corner didn't carry, you know, whatever coverage that you're doing correctly. And here he is making a rangy play over top, or there's a player that missed the gap in the run game. And here he comes playing inside out and making a huge play in the run game. Like this kid is a guy that I think makes everyone around him better, looser, yeah. more aggressive. So I think that he is the ultimate eraser as far as guys that make mistakes. He can make up for a lot of of negative plays in front of him, in my opinion. I totally agree. And I think just it's a note that I have here on the side. I wrote it in really chicken scratch, you know, just because of all the notes I was taking for him. But, you know, he he actually probably is the best overall tackler that we've seen through this process that we've done here in 11 weeks. You know, and, and wow. we've we've covered a lot of really good football players. But, you know, the, the angles and the pursuits of tackling was – I mean, it's unmatched, you know, the the football IQ there with that. And then just the technique and ability that he had, I thought was absolutely just elite that way. So, you know, I think Ryan is absolutely correct with that position, you know, with, with Nick Saban and how he sees that position and its importance, you know, for them to be successful in that conference and his ability to be just multifaceted within their program. You know, and again, special teams, Joe. I mean, it really is like he's <laughs> he's one of those guys too. Like he is a big piece to a special teams pump return, kick return, kickoff, kickoff return. You know, as a returner, you know, it's just like that is a very valuable piece for any football team going forward. And I know for a fact that family is thinking we're not just happy to go to a really good college. We're thinking about who is going to be the man that helps my son become a man and go to the NFL, and that's what I think Caleb Downs and his family thought. Nick Saban's the guy to do that. Joe, I, I know this is going to 
tug hard at our fandom for Notre Dame, right? And it's a very <laughs> sad moment. Yeah. But I, I think of 2012 in the national championship game where, uh. where Alabama had ha-ha Clinton Dix, who had such crazy range on the back end and could just from single high work over top and have it just a crazy interception during that football game. To your question of what can he be in this defense, <laughs> he could be that, right? He mm. could be a guy that can make up so much ground and make up for mistakes, guys getting free releases. That's this type of football player. So I'm sorry to, sure. to you know bring up a bad yeah. memory there, but that's, that's <laughs> what I was thinking of there. That, that does hurt my he heart had a little to. bit. He had to. (laughs) One of the worst nights of my life was watching that game. And I I remember every second of it. There's not a lot of football games I remember that much of. More than any game that I played in, I remember that game more than anything. All right. Well, you you lived a pretty good life if that was your worst night, man. you're You're doing pretty well, Joe. That's a good point. Uh, the last thing I just want to talk about with Downs more than anybody before we move on. I think out of anybody in this class, um downs ha- maybe has the best chance to play early now it's a little difficult because alabama has so many talented players and very rarely does nick saban get true freshmen out there on the field but i just want to pose this question to you guys how early do we think downs gets on the field like is this somebody who's ready right now or is because of those limitations with the roster it might be a little bit of time before he does I mean, I would be, I'll put it like this. I'll be shocked that he's not a freshman All-American and a starter early on in his Alabama career. You have to think about the situation he's coming into, right, Joe? I mean, they're going to be losing Jordan Battle, DeMarco Hellums, and Brian Branch at, yeah. from the safety position, right? So they are going to need some guys to come in and play a lot. And I think, again, this kid's a five-star player. Mentally, he's already ready to play on the college level, in my opinion. So I would be surprised. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, totally shocked. Wouldn't predict it, but I wouldn't be totally shocked if he started game one next year for Alabama. And I would be shocked, though, if he was not a freshman All-American next season. He's that good, in my opinion. Woo, bold prediction there, Cotton. But I do like <laughs> it, and I do uh, see why you have that opinion. And, uh, you know, listen, he's a really good football player. He's going to get his opportunities his freshman year, whether it's a significant amount of snaps or if he's one of those guys that gets, you know, mixed in there on nickel and dime packages, maybe plays the nickel position in certain zone coverages that they do, um, you know, because of his ability to to play the position well and to play space well. So, uh, yeah, Caleb Downs, I think, definitely will make some sort of an impact for the Crimson Tide. All right, guys, let's move on to our next player. And I know that we just sat here and talked so much about Alabama. And, uh-oh, we've got another Alabama safety that we're talking about next. We're going to talk a lot more about how these guys are developed as we discuss Tony Mitchell, the number three safety per 247 sports from Thompson High School in Alabaster, Alabama. Six foot two, 180, very different size profile than Downs. And, again, we'll discuss his usage in that Alabama defense in a second. Five-star recruit. Originally, here's a fun little tidbit. Very rare that guys are committed before high school, but when he was in eighth grade, he was committed to Tennessee. He's now committed to Alabama. Um, very large frame for a safety. This what is a really- traitor. <laughs> uh, I'm, I know that you're definitely upset as a former Tennessee guy. That <laughs> That's he's, right. He's not going to play there, but uh, big, big kid, huge frame, loved the coverage skills that we saw on, on tape from him which tends to not usually be the case for these bigger safeties. They tend to just be guys that love to hit, that love to play in the box. Instead, he shows some really nice coverage skills. Ryan, I want to kick it to you first, talking about Mitchell. What are some of the things that you liked when you watched him? 
Yeah, I mean, in in the beginning, we talked a little bit about how guys win and they can win a lot differently, right? Like this is a kid who length is the thing that pops on film immediately. You talk about 6'2", he's got long arms, and he played a lot of corner, obviously, for his high school, right? So you see some press man qualities where I could even look at him and say, like, maybe he could be a press man corner at the next level. But for me, I look at the versatility he has, the ability as a striker. I think he needs to be a little bit more consistent as a tackler, but he can strike. He gets some pretty good coverage skills, and he's got length. So I look at him, Joe, and I'm like, with a Caleb Downs is maybe your more traditional free safety type. This is a kid that molds perfectly with him, though, because he can come down into the box. He can work over tight ends. He can play man coverage against certain slots, right? Like, I don't know if right. I want him playing against the quick, you know, the Wes Welkers of the world, right? But working against some tight ends, working against bigger slots that a lot of teams are using now, I think Tony Mitchell has a chance to be that true modern-day strong safety type that has a little bit man, more man coverage skills than maybe they had in the past. So this is that downhill physical dude that I think the physicality and the length that he has is really going to be his big, big selling point at the next level because he's going to be able to match physicality in the run game and in the pass game. Yeah, it's a great point, Ryan. I mean, he's 6'2", 180 right now, and I can just already see just – a year from now in that Alabama weight room, this dude is going to be 6'2", 6'3", and he's going to be close to 205 pounds and just like a missile in that secondary. I love the fact that he's getting experience at the high school level at the cornerback position. I think that's going to serve him extremely well at the next level. I do think that he is going to have to transition into a safety role position, and I do see him a little bit more as that, like Ryan alluded to, a physical box safety that can almost act as like a physical presence as almost a linebacker or a guy that can really cover well in zone and in man coverage, like he said, with certain matchups. I love the fact that he strikes violently. You know, in that case, like, you know, hey, he might miss big, but man, when he hits, it's a big hit and it is powerful, right? So there was multiple times you could see where he is causing a lot of damage, you know, to that health bar at the top, you know, when he hits people. Um, so I was really impressed with that. I also like the fact, too, that like when he had his interceptions, he is a very good interception returner. You know, we definitely saw the fact that he might not have the burst and the speed and a few of them just because he kind of got hawked down to like the two yard line on two of them. <laughs> but other than that, like he does have a a level of, of of just being comfortable with the football in his hands when he does pick it off, which I think is a great skill to have. Um, and I also think that just, you know. He's got good instincts as well, just like Caleb Downs. And, and to me, for Alabama, if you got two guys like that in your back end communicating with your defense, that is a, a huge bonus for your team going forward. I know it's super cliche to say with these big guys, but the, the one thing for me that you we talked about, the coverage skills is huge, but it's super cliche with big safeties to talk about how they, you know, they're not afraid to get their nose dirty. You see a lot of that with him, his, his willingness to make plays on the football, and you need that for a bigger safety. That's how he's probably going to be used at Alabama. So it's funny how we talk about downs, and then we talk about now here with with, with Mitchell, that it's the, the opposite pairings of uh, Alabama safeties that we usually see. We usually see the you know, the, the faster, more athletic, twitchy guy. And then we see the bigger body player that plays that star role, I believe is what, what they call it in that Alabama defense. That is your Xavier McKinney's, those types of guys that play down in the box. They play a, a hybrid safety-like position. 
where they're, again, they're making a lot of plays near the line of scrimmage, but they're also being asked to play as a safety. So, again, I want to pose this question here for, for Mitchell. How do we think he's going to be utilized? Is it going to be in that that hybrid linebacker type position, or do we think he's got a little bit more to his game? Me personally, I would love to see what he can do a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. Because I do think he is the type of guy that in some of these sub packages where he's going to win a lot of battles versus tight ends that are blocking versus running backs that are blocking in protection and then has the speed and the football IQ to potentially be a really big threat, you know, in a lot of those blitz packages in certain uh, situations. So I would love to see him more in a physical position where he can dominate smaller opponents on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I I share the same mindset there, Matt. I think that for me, I want him playing a physical style, especially early on, you know, as he kind of gets more comfortable working in space, doing those types of things. But I mean, I think that there's a certain quality down the road, Joe, where like a, a year from now, two years from now, when he's more in that 205 pound plus range, where this might be a dime backer in certain situations as well. Like he has that type of quality as well. I don't think he's ever going to be a full-time linebacker. That's not what I'm saying, but as a strong safety type, they can kind of do some versatile things on the second level on top of being the tone setter for a defense. Like that's his biggest role for me at the next level is pl- being to play that mid hole short zone type of role where he's able to play in a little bit more condensed spaces, but make his impact known from physicality. That's what I see with Tony Mitchell. So I agree with Mac tremendously that I want to see him closer to the line of scrimmage. Cause I think that the impact in the run game and in short zone, I think is going to be his biggest calling car. Cause he's just that type of physical player. Great point. Yeah. A lot, a lot of good things that you get from his, his build. And I I think that there are so many different ways that he could be utilized. We know that Nick Saban is a very creative coach and whoever is going to be their defensive coordinator next year, uh, assuming still the same guy, they're going to find a lot of fun ways to utilize him as well. Um, This again, this pairing of Alabama players, the perfect typical Alabama pairing. It'll be fun to see how they end up working together. Our next player. And I got to say, it's, I, I love how on this show, today that we ended up with the grouping that that ryan put together it's a lot of guys (laughs) that are going to no no, that's not like a knock or anything (laughs) it's a lot of guys that are going to play at programs that are notorious for having really good safeties and so our next guy bowen who's committed to the university of notre dame this is a guy who ryan has has a, a close eye on because of your your coverage of of notre dame recruits over this past year um we have a very long lineage of talented Notre Dame safeties as well. I think all the way back to Harrison Smith. I also think to recently with Brandon Joseph and Kyle Hamilton, there are so many great Notre Dame safeties. And I think Peyton Bowen has that potential to be that next guy. He is the number two safety per two, four, seven sports from Guyer high school in Denton, Texas, six foot one eighty five, five star recruit, somebody who was utilized everywhere. And we were talking about, in the pre-show when we were discussing these guys that he might have the highest upside out of all these players because he is a freaky athlete. So I, I want to go to just Ryan here first uh, because of your coverage of Bowen. What are your thoughts on him uh, and why do you like him so much? I mean, it, the freak athlete part is the thing that really catches your eye, right? I mean, he's six foot 185. He has a good frame where he's going to play, you know, right around 190 plus pounds and, six foot with decent length. But Joe, I think for me, the upside that he has as a pure coverage safety is the highest of anybody we're talking about today. Cause I think that he is the loosest athlete. 
when you're talking about guys that kind of can work hash the sideline and really open his hips and run like I think that that's what this kid is he's a true free safety type can play middle of the field a ton when you need him to and he has just that range on the back end where I mean he was clocked in the the high four three range this offseason multiple times right like he's that type of athlete that's going to be able to really cover a ton of ground and he'll also hit you know it's not going to be his calling card but he tackles well he's physical in his own right but the coverage ability, and then you see also what he does on special teams. I mean, he's got four punt returns for touchdowns this year. He's a dynamic athlete with the ball in his hands. Also plays wide receiver when Denton Geyer chooses to use him that way, right? And it's it's something, too, where he's putting up this production on a undefeated football team, playing in the 6A classification in the state of Texas. He's playing against a lot of great football teams at the highest competition level in the country, and he's making it look relatively easy at times. And that's the thing that really pops off to me, especially off of his junior film. Senior film has been a little bit different because he's a little more attention to detail. But on junior film, man, like there's some reps where he's high in his pedal. It doesn't look like super nuanced and comfortable. But then he turns a run and you're like, well, he, but he can just make up for it because he's such a good athlete, right? So as he continues to mature, technically gets more sound. I think this kid has the upside to be one of the best coverage safeties in all of college football. Like I think he has that type of upside because he has athleticism, proactiveness, and he's just a really good, talented football player with the ball in his hands as well. He's, I think he's going to be able to create a lot of turnovers on the next level. Ryan, I think you just you nailed it on the head with all those points. And of course, he's going to be the best one because he's going to Notre Dame, you know. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. I mean, Notre Dame they they found and uh, they landed a fantastic football player. I mean, the first thing that jumps off to me is just every time the kid has the football in his hands, it's it's going to the house. It really is. Like, the guy is just a great football player and knows how to make people miss, and he knows how to score and get the ball into the end zone, whether he's on defense or on offense, as a kick returner, as a punt returner. So I love that again, and that's again for you, Joe, right? I mean, love to the special teams. Again, just the versatility on all three phases of the game is just amazing. Peyton Bowen is my favorite safety out of this group with Caleb Downs being number two. I think the reason why I went with Peyton is because of all the things that that Ryan just alluded to. I think that his speed and the ability to cover ground is like on another level. I really do. I think one of the, my, my most favorite plays was him just breaking up a pass. They did a switch release. He was covering the inside post. The guy threw the outside go route. He did a 180 turn running full speed and broke up the pass. And, you know, most people that would do that would fall on their face. You know, so the fact that he was running full speed down the field, turned in a completely 180, 180 degree direction and broke up the pass was just an unbelievable play to me. And it was only a pass breakup. But to me, that was the one where I was like, yep, that is like an asterisk right there because you just don't see that very often. He's great with the football in his hands. His change of direction is extremely impressive. Notre Dame, I think, needs speed on the field, and I think he is just the perfect football player to balance with that toughness, that attitude of the front seven for him to be, as Ryan pointed with Caleb Downs, is that ultimate eraser on the back end for that Notre Dame football team. Great find by him, uh, and i just really excited for him you know, and his progress at that school. Yeah, no, I think he's going to be tremendous. And it, as after he committed to Notre Dame, because he ended up committing in January, I believe, or December of last year, 
since then, Matt, you should hear some of the pitches he's been getting from other schools, man, to try to get him to flip. It's like you could come play wide receiver here, give me some more <laughs> NIL money. Like there's a lot of stuff going on, man. But he's a he's a tremendous talent. And I know Notre Dame's gonna be very happy to have him. Does and he hey, Notre Dame, him? Notre Dame, put him at receiver too. Why not? I mean, <laughs> so he'll be an he early favorite to receiver. To um, I mean, I think that he's toyed with it, but he's a safety at the next level, yeah. right? But yeah. I will say this, Matt, to your point. I would be very surprised if he wasn't the punt returner day one for Notre Dame next year. No doubt he about that one. Definitely has to be in the two deep for that. That's no, there's no debate for that at all. Now, Ryan, with your knowledge of this Notre Dame defense, how do you think he's utilized? Where do they place him? Yeah, I mean, so under Al Golden, with how they're running kind of their defense now, is they're running a lot more. Well, it's still a four-two-five by trait, right? But they're running a lot more four-two-five nickel. So that that instead of using a traditional rover, they're using a nickel back a lot in this defense now. So I think for me, how Payton's going to be used is he's going to be the boundary safety in Notre Dame system, where in a lot of cases when they rotate, he's going to be the guy that's rotating to the middle of the field because they want him working from depth a lot more. But I also wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility, at least in year one, Joe, that if Notre Dame is not comfortable with their nickel position because that's the other thing about Peyton Bowen is I think he's a tremendous change of direction player as well. I definitely like him more working from depth than working close to the line of scrimmage, but there's a world where year one you're like, Peyton, I need you to have a lot of reps at nickel this year and just kind of be that guy that can play some man-to-man coverage. But ultimately, I think long-term, as long as the defense stays the same over the next couple years during the duration of his career – He's that boundary safety that when they rotate is going to be rotated to the middle of the field a ton because I think that the dynamic range that he has working from the back ends and covering up a lot of ground, I think is best utilized in that role, kind of in a rotation role. And I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be huge for him too, because I think one of his natural traits that we saw on film routinely is just his ability to see plays unfold, you know, and he had a very natural ability of being able to dissect kind of where the quarterback was looking, the routes that were being run at him and his ability to then adjust and maybe play a little bit more aggressive to certain routes, knowing that he had the speed and the ability to cover and go and cover the other guy if they were thrown to him. So, you know, that's where I think Al Golden will have a really fun time in just teaching him the nuances of being a high-level safety uh, because he's he's done it for a long time now at the college level, and he's a great coach. Yeah, and Joe, I'd also say this. When you look at Marcus Freeman's, kind of background as far as what he was at Cincinnati and then moved on to Notre Dame, especially in Cincinnati, they love the versatility that you can have on the de- in from the defensive backs, right? Like you, you talk right. about, everyone's going to talk about Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant, but they also had a guy like Brian Cook who was a converted yeah. cornerback that was playing safety as well. So they really like versatility on the back end. They like guys that can do a lot of different things. So again, year one, I wouldn't be surprised if, Payton ends up starting at some point down the line during the season, but also, you know, he's getting a lot of nickel reps because I think he brings a versatility for you and coverage that you need on the next level. Yeah, but Bowen will certainly be able to contribute early and it'll be exciting to see, especially me as a Notre Dame fan. I can't wait to watch him play on Saturdays. Uh, Our last player that we're discussing on today's show might have the coolest name, King Mac, number eight safety per 247 (laughs) Sports, St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We know the lineage of uh, talented players that have come from that St. Aquinas High School uh, in Florida. Five foot 11, 180 pounds. 
not exactly five foot eleven on tape, and uh, maybe he's a little smaller than that. We'll discuss some of those limitations in a second. He's currently committed to Penn State. He's a four-star recruit. Uh, and again, we know all the talented players that have come out of Penn State playing that safety position. Most recently, Jaquan Brisker, who is a member of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Matt, I want to go to you first for for King Mac here. What are some of the things that you liked when you were watching him? I think that he's got great speed. I think he's a true center fielder at the safety position. I do not see him, you know, like a Caleb Downs, right, or a Mitchell where he is close or into the box and playing a little bit more of that physical position at the safety, right? I see him as just a solid football tackler, right? I think he does a great job of tackling with good fundamentals. He's a really good, gritty football player. I think that's the one thing that, like, really jumped off to me. You could just tell that he has that, that attitude that you need on the back end he plays tough he plays gritty he's got a little you know stank to him that way and you can see that he kind of uh has that energy that really kind of ignites the entire secondary and defense when he's around the football he's got solid hands i would say that for me like definitely needs to improve slightly with just his natural catch a catching ability right with the other three gentlemen we see them have a little bit more just you know, uh, a little bit more uh, just natural ability to catch the football in the air, to strike the football, to go up and get it. You know, so I think King Mac needs to improve upon that just a little bit because I do see him as a true center fielder. You know, again, I know he's undersized, but hey, man, you know, it, it's as the old cliche says, right? It's just like it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog, you know, and this guy is that type of dude. He's got a lot of fight. He's got a lot of grit. And uh, I think Penn State is getting a really good football player that just kind of embodies everything that they want to be in the Big Ten. I, I don't think that you can have a name King Mac and not have a little swagger to you, right? Like you <laughs> yeah, need right. that part of your game. And he also needs that part of his game because he's not the biggest guy in the world, right? right. Like he's a little bit undersized. But I actually – I love this kid's film, man. I do. Because, Matt, I agree with you. He's – He's where the game has kind of gone a little bit when you think about the Quandre Diggs of the world, the Antoine Winfields of the world, a little bit of the shorter safeties that are rangy athletic players in the back end that can also cover a lot of ground because not only are they really good instinctual players, but they also have that good athleticism and they're, they're springy athletes or explosive athletes. And that's what I see with King Mac. I mean, he plays at a obviously a great school at St. Thomas Aquinas coming up all the way north to play at Penn State. I think that they, the thing that really stands out, though, is that, yes, he's a good athlete. Yes, he covers a lot of ground. Yes, his ball skills are pretty solid, and I agree that they you know, could use some improving. There's no doubt about that. This kid's a ball hawk without a question, yeah. but the physicality and the competitiveness that he plays with at his size, because you know he's listening to 5'11". I hate to break it out there to people, and I'm sorry, King, if you're trying to keep it a secret, but you're not 5'11", right? You're not, and it's fine. <laughs> You don't have to be today. You don't have to be. All I know is you are a physical football player. I think Matt used the word stank, right? He's got a little stank to him. He's a dog, <laughs> man. I mean, let's let's use all the cliches. This kid is just a really tough, gritty kid who has good athleticism, Is comes in a small package, but he brings so much swagger, so much physicality to the field. I mean, it's it's impossible, I think, to watch his film and not fall in love with it a little bit. And and to your point that you made, Ryan, earlier about Tony Mitchell being a guy that you don't see covering, you know, uh, faster slot type of receivers. This is where I see a, a player like King Mac being able 
to integrate himself into a defense really quickly at the nickel position, being able to change direction in zone or to cover a smaller, quicker guy in man coverage. You know, so that's where, to me, his versatility is more on the speed aspect of it, you know, and maybe being a little bit more aggressive in a man coverage situation in nickel and then being a great center fielder for Penn State. Well, and I I think that, Penn State has had these types of guys. I know people right. think about the Jaquan Briskers of the world, but I think about Lamont Wade, who they had mm-hmm. a couple years ago, who was 5'9", 185 pounds, and he played a lot of nickel. He played a lot from depth. I think yep. that this is a more athletic version of Lamont Wade, potentially, which Penn State has shown that if you are that type of player, you have a role in this defense. For sure, for sure. I just want to ask you guys this before we wrap up, and we already kind of touched on it a little bit, but to, to reiterate it, it is worth acknowledging that size – being on the smaller side, there are going to be limitations. Do we think that there are any limitations for Mac here in his in his game? I, I mean, I mean, I would say this, right? Are there going to be limitations in the run game at times? Yes. I mean, like you don't want him to be a traditional guy that's going to fit all the time inside and take on a 220-pound running back often. But I think as a guy that's running the alley, it's not going to be an issue. As a guy that's working in the nickel, it's not going to be an issue because he shows the propensity to be physical, right, Joe? He has physicality to him. He's not afraid to throw his weight around. Are there going to be some situations where, hey, 5'9", 190 pounds, you know, King Mac are not going to be a great combination against a 220-pound running back for Ohio State or, or or Braylon Allen that plays at Wisconsin? Sure. But those situations aren't <laughs> going to happen a ton. It's just more about understanding how to use him properly because properly, yeah. I don't think that the physicality is going to be at the turns. I mean, hey, every football player, every person in this world has limitations at some point, right, in some sort of field or another, right? So, you know, the other safeties that we discussed, they might not be as good, you know, in certain man coverages versus speedy guy. King Mack is going to be the guy that does that for that defense, right? I think has that ability, right? True center fielder and cover ground, right? You know, so it's like, yeah, all right, hey, he might have limitations as far as size, but he makes up for a lot of the limitations that some of these other safeties we talk about have in other situations. So I think Ryan is exactly correct. It's really just going to be, can you maximize his ability and put him in as many situations as possible, you know, to make the biggest impact for his football team? You know, his size really doesn't mean, you know, shiitake mushrooms at the end of the day, you know? (laughs) So he's a good football player, and now it's up to Penn State to really just maximize everything they can out of him. And I I would say this too, last note, Joe, is that, It also depends on how he develops, right? I mean, when you think about Antoine Winfield, when Antoine Winfield was first at Minnesota, like you didn't want him doing that type of stuff I was talking about either, right? Because he was a smaller guy. But by the time he was a rookie or a senior at Minnesota and then ends up going to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's now 205 pounds and he's dense, right? So he can come down and do a little bit more things in the box. So, I mean, early on, I think that you have to understand there's going to be some limitations in that department, but you never know how a guy's going to develop, obviously. For sure. For sure. Very, very exciting group of safeties that we had on today's show. That's going to be it from us at Joe DeLeone, at Sims Complete QB, and at Rise and Draft. Thank you, everyone who tuned in. We've got one more position group that we're going to be getting to next week. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody.